If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 10, verses 34 through 48. Acts 10, 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him And worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. The word I say, ye know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him, and we are witnesses of of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us, who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge quick, to be the judge of quick and dead. To him giveth all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because on, on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. They answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I love good news, don't you? Well, it beats bad news. And, uh, you know, when we think about uh, good news, it's, good news is meant to be shared, especially when it's the good news of Jesus Christ, which is still as pertinent today as it was the day Jesus came out of the tomb and walked before men, as it said here in the Scripture, and some were able to witness him being alive after having been dead. And so we think about that good news, and I think about our good news club, which is just right around the corner from starting up. You see, God wants to save the lost, but a lot of times the lost don't realize that they are lost, okay? They've heard about God, they've heard about Jesus, they they live a good life, but they don't understand the lost part. And so, you know, when we witness to them, we, you, a lot of times as an adult, you have to explain to them what it means to be lost. 
It means to be without a Savior. It means to be without the Holy Spirit living within you. And you have to explain these things. And when you do, and you do it according to the, the, the Scripture, it is good news. But now to those who are smart, according to the Bible, you know, they're going to they're accept it. But for those who seem to be wise, they may turn it down because they know that there's a better way. A dentist of mine one time, I, I asked him, did he know the Lord? He said, well, in my own way, I do. He said, I believe there are other ways other than Jesus' way. And so, you know, people, that's an adult. They're out there. And they think, hey, everything is well with my soul. And, and, it, and it's not well with our soul if we haven't been saved, if we haven't invited Jesus into our heart. And when we think about that, it's an important step not only to follow Jesus, but according to Scripture here, is to follow the Lord in baptism, and according to Scripture again, uh, in, in Acts it talks about where they were first called Christians at Antioch, and they began to form what we know as today as the church. Now, there are many, many, many denominations, okay? Uh, but we have chosen uh, the Baptists, and a lot of people say, well, uh, you're talking about the Baptist way. No, I'm talking about the Bible way of what God says that we, as born-again children of God, need to be doing and need to be about. So I just want to share with you the good news uh, about Jesus. Um, how did we get started? Where, where did all this come from? Uh, you know, I think about uh, my, my mother and my daddy uh, took me as a little child, uh, and I can take you to the building, it's still standing by the way, where, where they would escort me into Sunday school, and there was an old pot-bellied stove in that room, and there was chicken wire on a, a metal frame all the way around that stove so we wouldn't get burned. And, you know, and I heard these stories and I saw these big posters uh, of, of Jesus and uh, the, the miracles that he did. And, and as a child, we heard that over and over and over. And that's why it's so important that we as parents and or, hey, grandparents, uh, that we see to it that our children and our grandchildren know about these things. And Lynn and I, we discussed it at length about a, a foundation for our little children. Uh, we, that's what we're giving our Good News Club, youngins. We're giving them a foundation to, to where to stand on uh, with, with Jesus Christ. And many of those, before they leave Orchard Park, uh, have been saved. And uh, we're thankful for that. But not all of them are, are coming to church or able to come to church because one little girl said, my mom and daddy won't take me. I want to go, but they won't take me. And I simply said to her, I said, baby, one of these days you'll be able to drive. And I said, don't forget what you've learned in the Good News Club about Jesus and having been saved. And I said, when you get to where you can drive, then you can go to church. But I said, God's not going to hold you responsible for not being in church because your parents is, a, gonna, is ones that's responsible. So when I think about that, I think of the beginning of the good news. And I want to just flip over to Acts 11, 26. Uh, 11, Acts eleven twenty six 26. And when they had found him, he brought him unto Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves 
with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. And to me, to, to be able, now I didn't say qualified, okay, I didn't say worthy, but to be called a Christian is to be associated with the Lord Jesus Christ. When you, when you look at the word Christian, it's Christ, okay, in us. And, and, and without him being in us, we're not going to be the kind of, of young'uns that God wants to have, okay? And, and if we're saved, then we are children of God. So when we think about the beginning of the good news, uh, I love the scripture here. Uh, in verse 34 and 35, it says, Then Peter opened his mouth. You know what I thought about that? A lot of times, you and I will not open our mouth to give a witness. We'll just sit idly by and hope nobody notices us. Uh, it's sort of like Roger and me have talked before. Uh, uh, it, we're undercover, you know. Uh, we don't want people to know. And I think many times, I, I, have, heard, I have been in a situation have, and heard this announcement. Is there a doctor in the house? Somebody needs a doctor. And so if there is one, hopefully that doctor would respond. But what about this? Something serious going on. Is there a Christian in the house who prays? You know, is there? Um, but Peter opened his mouth and he began uh, right at the scripture where the Holy Spirit was um, leading him there in verse 34. And this is what he said. Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Thank goodness. You don't have to be rich to be saved. You don't have to be uppy up to be saved. You don't have to live in a, a big mansion on this earth to be saved. But it's just a simple matter of believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, having faith to believe he can save. And that's why when Peter said he is no respecter of persons in verse 35, but in every nation. Now you think about the nation. In every nation. Um, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. That doesn't leave out a soul. Not one soul is left out. That covers that whosoever. In fact, it, it backs up the whosoever. I can't imagine a, a church turning down somebody who wants to be saved. You know, hey, you might call a pastor and say, hey, I... You know, I, I feel convicted of my sins, and I, I need to talk to you. I, I, I want to be saved. I remember, well, it's Friday evening. Uh, if you if you can wait till Sunday morning, I'll be glad to meet you Sunday morning. You know, when do you catch a fish? When they're biting. I mean, when they're biting, you, you do the best you can to to catch uh, that fish. And and uh, you know, we have opportunities uh, to do that. And when we think about the beginning of the good news, uh, there, uh, not only did Peter open his mouth, but there were the initial recipients of uh, this uh, good news. Look at verse 36. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, that he's Lord of all. In fact, he wants to be Lord of all, or he don't want to be Lord uh, at all. Matthew uh, 6.33, am I right, youngins? Listen to me. 
Seek ye first, right? The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Then there's a third thing in this beginning of the good news. There was an emotional reaction to this, uh, to this, uh, this good news. And when we think about that, uh, there was spiritual understanding. We look at verse 37 and 38. The word I say, ye know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. You remember, John was out at the Jordan and people were coming in droves for him. And he was telling them that they need to repent and to be baptized. And that's, that's the activity that was going on when Jesus uh, showed up. Verse 38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth by the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. According to the Bible, and I believe exactly what it says, that Jesus went out into the water and told John, I want you to baptize me. And John thought, hey, you need to baptize me, Lord. We've been expecting you, and you have come. In fact, he told the people before Jesus arrived, he said, there's one coming that's much greater than I, whose shoe latchet I'm not worthy to stoop down and tie or even untie. I, I am not. And all of a sudden, he said, look, yonder he comes, Jesus, I told you he was coming, who will take away the sins of the world. And the Bible says that Jesus went out into the water with John, and John baptized Jesus. And when he come up out of the water, hey, the Holy Ghost of God descended on him. And the Father above said, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Why was he well pleased? He hadn't sinned. Because I believe that he went forth before that group of people that day to set an example for us to follow. And when I think about that, I think about what it must have been like for John to baptize our Lord. Can you imagine how he felt? And of course, I understand this too. And we as Christians, John, when, when, when he was questioned about his disciples versus Jesus, he said, listen... I got to slowly get out of the way and make room for our Lord. And hey, that's where we are. It's not about Kenny Owen. It's not about First Baptist. It's not about you. It's all about Jesus. And I believe that's why, one reason why God is blessing First Baptist Church, because it's about the Lord Jesus Christ. And when it ceases to be that, I don't want to be a part of you, okay? All right. Not only the beginning of the good news, but when we think about good news about Jesus, the next thing I want to make mention of is the basis of this good news. It talks about eyewitnesses. Look at verse, look at verse uh, 41. Not to all the people, mind you, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drank with him after he, get this, rose from the, what does it say? Dead. Hey, my God's alive. Jesus is alive. Thank goodness, I, I, I tell Lynn, and you know, in our prayers, a lot of, I don't have to be convinced that Jesus is alive, even though I've never seen him. I don't have to be convinced that he's alive because I believe the book where it says he, he was alive and he died and he rose again and he showed himself. These eyewitnesses. Also, we see there um, 
is the encouraged group communities as they communicated with each other. Verse 39, and we were witnesses of all these things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem whom they slew and hanged on a tree. We were witnesses to these things. And then, then there's the evidence of a supernatural event that took place about the good news. We look at verse 40. It says, him God raised up the third day and showed him openly. It was no secret. It was no secret that, that Jesus was alive. In fact, at one point, the Bible says they were, they were, they were both 500 brethren that saw him at one time. And the word was out by now. Hey, we've seen the Lord. Hey, he's alive. Who can deny that? It's almost like that, that gang that, that, well, church folk. When the little boy was, was when the man was, excuse me, the man uh, received his sight. And they said, well, why was he born blind, Lord? Was it, did he or his parents sin? Neither, he said, but that, the, that God might receive the glory and the praise for it when he gave him his sight back. And when I think about that, I think of the basis of that good news. Because Jesus, everywhere he went, according to Scripture, um, according to verse 38, it says, Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil? Same thing today. The, the devil oppresses people, causes depression to come about, causes them to doubt who Jesus is. And listen, we're going to have troubles and trials and we're going to have tribulations. We're not put here to, to be like these beautiful roses like here to look good, smell good all the time, feel good and everything going well. It's not going to happen, Captain. God's going to see to it that if we are trusting him, he will see us through these trials. But sometimes people give up and they get so depressed that they do things that they wouldn't normally do. It says, for God was with him. God was with him. God was with his son, Jesus. And Jesus made that statement, I'll never leave you and neither will I forsake you. A third thing about this good news is the benefits. I love the benefits of the good news. First of all, I see in verse 42, the first part, that an unlimited application is a benefit. Look, look what it says in 42, first part. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God. Okay, now, I've told you this before. I'll tell you again. I know it was God Almighty that called me to preach and nobody else. Okay, but man laid their hands on me and ordained me. But God had already done that when, when, when I accepted the call to become a preacher of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I was ordained by God Almighty. And then, as I said, people put their approval on by going through what we normally go through when a, a person surrenders to uh, preach the gospel or to lead music or as such, uh, we ordain our deacons. We put in our approval uh, on them. Then there's the mediation of judgment in, in that verse 42, the second part. 
It says, to be the judge of quick and dead. It's Jesus' authority. It's not mine. It's not yours. It's the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is over me. Do you understand? He is over all of us as if we are his children. When we were at home, my daddy was in charge of the household. And my daddy is the one that led the household. It was, wasn't always the best thing going on. But hey, he was the daddy. Uh, he, he was the one that was uh, uh, in charge. Then we see the forgiveness of sins and the benefit there in verse 43. To him gave all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Whosoever, I love that word, that covers all of us. Then there's a possibility of miracles is a benefit. Also, I look back at verse 38 uh, where he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed. You see, to me, hey, it's not that I've sinned or you've sinned that sickness comes on, but sickness and heartaches and cancer and strokes and all these things that happen is off the devil. I mean, he instigates all this junk that comes on us. But it's God who will and can see us through. Many times we pray earnestly, Lord, heal that person. Well, he may heal them, but not in this life. He takes them home and heals them. You see, it's not, it's not whether we are bringing it on ourselves, even though we do sometimes bring sickness on ourselves. Uh, but, uh, you know, the devil is, is behind all this because he wants uh, people to be sick. He wants people to be out of sorts with God because I've heard people say, well, if God loved me, he wouldn't be putting me through this. Well, hey, look what God put his son through. Am I any different? I am no different. I'm not even even close to being where Jesus was when he was crucified and and beaten and, and made fun of. No, not anywhere close to it. Then we have uh, the, the, the baptism of the Spirit of God it is a benefit. Look at verse 44. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. Now, you know, when, uh, when uh, the Holy Ghost comes upon us, the Holy Spirit comes upon us, it's God putting his approval on us. Uh, being led of the Spirit, uh, being led through uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit of God is a benefit to know, hey, I didn't get where I am on my own. I got where I am through the Holy Spirit of God. Then the last thing I want to make mention of about the good news is the blessings of the good news. Now, everyone had a chance. Look at verse 45. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. I mean, they were shocked. They were surprised. As many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. You and I don't have monopoly on this thing. You know, everybody has an opportunity. And I believe this way, that God has never, ever allowed anybody to go to hell without having heard about the good news of Jesus. All those who are in hell right now made the choice not to follow Jesus. And we all have a choice. And every one of these have a chance. Everyone, a second thing, everyone uh, had courage. We look at verse 46. For they heard them speak with tongues 
and magnify God. Now, concerning tongues, okay? I'm not going to say I believe in tongues, but I do believe in tongues. If there's an interpreter, okay? If either one of you start to speak in tongues and nobody knows what you're saying, then it's my right, it's my authority to say, hey, you need to stop because you are out of order, all right? I believe with all my heart, if God put me in a position to with somebody who didn't speak English, and God says, listen, they don't speak English, but I want you to talk to them about me. You just open your mouth, and I will let the word get out. Such it was on the day of Pentecost when that 120 were overshadowed with the Holy Spirit of God, and every person in that town, that city that day, heard the gospel, the Bible says, in their own tongue. I believe this way about tongues. I don't believe there's such a thing as an unknown tongue, okay? God knows all the tongues. In fact, um, we think about the good news of the, excuse me, the creation and the, the ark. Uh, I understand and, uh, that uh, Ken Ham is working on the Tower of Babel. Now, that's where all these tongues came from. Hey, everybody's speaking the same language. Everything's going well. We're going to build us a tower that's going to reach into heaven, and we can go back and forth all we want to. And God said, hey, I got a better idea. I'm going to mix up fruit basket here. And that's what he done. And that's where all these native languages and tongues came from. Yes, there are tongues out there that I don't understand, okay? But they're not an unknown tongue because God gave the different languages uh, to the different people. I'm excited about being able to see the Tower of Babel and what he does with that. Uh, So it says, uh, with tongues and magnify God, they answered Peter. Look at this, what he said. Can any man forbid water? Can any man do that is the question. That these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we Is there anybody that we would deny baptism to if they believe? Well, hopefully, certainly not. All the way down to Philip and the eunuch, one-on-one. And when when the eunuch said, hey, here's water, what hinders me being baptized? He said, do you believe? He said, I believe. Then the chariot stopped. They came down out of it. The Bible says they went out into the water. Philip baptized the eunuch. The eunuch came up out of the water. And went on his way, and Philip was called on to somewhere else to to be a minister. So, you know, everyone had a chance. Everyone had courage. Everyone had a calling. And to me, that's important, to have that calling from God Almighty and not from an individual person. Everyone cared. Look at verse 48, the second part. Then prayed they him to carry, to tarry, certain days. Would you stay just a little bit longer is what he was saying. When I think about this uh, portion of God's word being good news, I think of our care ministry. I don't know how many years it's been going on now, but some of you probably, you, you, you may never even heard what care means without really looking at that card to see exactly what it says. And, and what it simply says is Christians actively reaching everyone. And I ask myself, as I ask you, are we, as Christians, are we active in reaching everyone, no matter who it is, or what they are, or what they have, or where they've been, or where they're going? It's up to us that we show them that we care. Um, So, the good news is this, that Jesus is alive. 
and well and waiting for someone to say, would you have mercy upon me, Lord, and save my soul? Father, thank you for the good news. Lord, I thank you for reaching down through some vacation Bible school worker to talk to me about accepting you. Father, I don't even remember who she was, but I know she cared for my soul. I thank you for my pastor in those days who baptized me. Lord, I thank you for that benefit. I thank you for that courage. I thank you for the encouraging words that even now at 71 that people give me, God. I thank you for it. And I I just pray that you'd help us as Christians to continue to share the good news of Jesus. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.